Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a DubLab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the DubLab radio archives. Good evening, you're listening to Dub Lab. It is, what is it, uh, 1019 here in Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Maria Minerva. The show is called The Stone in Air. Uh, okay, and you might be listening to us on dublab.com or perhaps on 99.1 FM if you happen to be in Los Angeles. It's a cold, miserable evening here tonight, and it's nice to be... Uh, at the studio with my guest and some mezcal and I'm really excited to introduce my guest to be honest because it's someone I've known for many years but don't see very often um, and you just heard um, two of his tracks to be precise so let, um, okay let me just introduce to you the one and only Eve Tumor aka Sean aka Shanti good evening Sean hello uh, can you come closer to the microphone hi Maria okay sweet so where are you coming can from I hear myself on headphones you sure can yeah we should have actually figured this one out before. This is a bit more. So, no, this is, you oh, know, cool. it's independent radio, so things happen. Oh, yeah, much better. <laughs> okay, so nice to have you on. Um, where are you coming from? Uh, I just came from home. I I just woke up at an hour before this, actually. <laughs> well, we have some mezcal that will help with that. Um, I haven't seen you in months because you... We're in Berlin, but now you're in LA. Are you recording an album here, or what's going on? You said you, said you want to catch up on air, so I'm just doing it now. Oh, uh, that's okay. I um, actually, I like my voice better back here. Here, it sounds too crisp and <laughs> warm. Um, I finished the record actually uh, last year, and now we are uh, mixing and mastering it this in the past like this month and um i'm here i'm still working on other music other projects but the record is in it's like almost uh, kind of the final stages and it's gonna come out on warp yes that's in, cool in april that's really i mean I, we actually haven't really said that out loud but here it is come on it was all over your social media no no <laughs> definitely not oh, i definitely saw this news last year and it's exciting obviously it's like a huge label for electronic nerds such as ourselves yeah um, iconic it is iconic but so is pen where you released her like on which you re released your first or the album on that everyone knows you from what is it called Serpent music. Serpent music. I should have uh, done my research. Um, okay, so every time I have a guest on, I tell the story of how we met, and you're no exception. So here's Wait. the story. <laughs> what is you it? can tell your version later. See if it's the same one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I used to live in New York, and so oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. nothing too specific. And we had a lot of friends in common. Um, and I, you know, I tried to make New York work, but it was very difficult. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I just remember plenty of in instances when I saw you at these like really cold and miserable warehouse raves or like fitness gallery <laughs> places that I prefer not to remember. Um, I no, I, I liked all the spots. I didn't like the kids, but I liked the the energy. 
the energy yeah, it was different every night. I remember there was one night where I actually remember vividly seeing you and all these people that we know in common. Where I tried to go to an exhibition opening, I was like really dressed up, and then it was I think it was in the Morgan L radius somewhere. And then I saw the only lit up building in this really industrial district and I walked in, I saw all these like security guards and metal detectors and I was like, where's the opening? And they're like, this is a halfway house <laughs> and there's no art here. And then I kept wandering down the street into this like, what you imagine to be like a pretty dilapidated industrial space and finally found my opening and you were there and all these other people were there. What was that? I have, it was just, I don't remember. Is that thing of Slava playing? Yeah, it could have been. I swear I remember this, actually. Slava was DJing. That was the first time I met him. Yeah, it was and like... there was a balcony out. Something. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, yeah, too you far. were... This is too far back anyway. I don't even like thinking about this. Me neither. Yeah. It was a horrible time. It was like 2012. <laughs> back in the day. And then I moved to LA. Didn't see you... Oh, and then a random thing. We both used to live in this, like, bungalow where Frank Zappa used to live in Echo Park. In the 70s, yeah. Which he, is crazy. He, like, recorded, I guess, some of his big albums while living there. Not living in there, but, yeah. Well, it's a six-bungalow complex, so it's there's, like, a 20% or 15% chance that we were in one of the ones where he recorded. <laughs> oh, so that wasn't the one he was in. I don't know, because there's, like, seven identical bungalows, but it's a small complex. Oh... And if you go on the Wikipedia article, our address that's still on my driver's license, like, comes up. As that place? Yeah, 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 as that place where he recorded. I thought it was interesting, but the the bungalow wasn't the nicest. (laughs) And then I didn't see you again for many years, and then I saw you last year when you were in town recording and doing your big Red Bull show, and that was that, and then I didn't see you for many months. So that is the story. Is it more or less the same that you remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so to talk about your work, which is kind of the reason why I wanted to have you on. Uh, when I first met you, you were doing a project called Teams. And I remember Teams, but not like, I think I had like an album of yours as MP3s and I listened to it. But then when I heard your music again, you were already had become Eve Tumor. So do you want to talk about that uh, lineage or how did Teams become Eve Tumor? What was Teams? And how do you feel about that music now and like how did you like come to your own as Eve Tumor if that's how you see it as or maybe not um hmm I did teams as a way to I guess I started when I was just exiting college or my first year of like college in the U.S. And it was just, I don't know, I just picked that name really quickly. And it was just a way for me to, like, get all these ideas out of my head. Um, like, sonically. And it popped off, like, really quickly because of the time that I did it. Like, I got, like, jumbled, what's the word? Jumbled in with them. Hmm. That whole scene? That this scene, because uh, I was making it when I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, and a lot of these other Southern artists were making Chill Wave. This is what they called it at the time. 
like <laughs> Torrey Mott and like washed out and like Neon Indian was from Texas and shit. So somehow I got mixed in with these guys, but luckily I did because people took notice to it, even though I didn't make music that sounded like that, per se. Anyway, so I did that for so long and it actually became like, I don't know, popular mm-hmm. in the underground somehow. Um, and But I wasn't very happy with it towards the end because it became like really easy for me to make this kind of music and a lot of people were copying what I was doing because it was so easy but um uh yeah and then eventually I just broke away in like kind of three different directions after teams like I never like quit doing teams you can still hear like major fan people like fans I think if they listen they can hear it in my music still like teams like that sound the fidelity the fidelity yeah I love that word um in the music but it kind of just split off into like three different projects and one of them was um Eve Tumor so who is Eve Tumor we have this inside joke (laughs) that every time someone writes about your music they say enigmatic but what how did you like conceive it as or what did you conceive it as As a joke or like a little bit tongue in cheek project? Nah, it's uh, it's pretty serious. It's like that uh, the enigmatic thing is like funny. It's so funny. That was just like what we put in the press release for a pen. So it's it's it was in our press release. So when you find out about the music of the record, like that's the second third word you see. So it's kind of our fault that that happened. But I like that word enigmatic. It's funny now. I, now when I see it, I just like giggle because. It's lost its meaning. But uh, what was your question, actually? Uh, I mean, Who the is question, Yeah, like, what did you conceive it as? I don't know. Oh, it was like... Why the French name? What is... Why tumor? <laughs> um, I like the... The contrast of them. The two words. Eve is this really pretty unisex name. And a tumor is this, like... Like... Fatal force you know that's pretty hard to fight off it, it always reminded me of um i never actually was into marilyn manson's music like that much i love some of his uh, songs but i wasn't like a fan fan girl but um the way they put their names together marilyn manson and mm-hmm. twiggy ramirez they t- they took names from um pop stars and serial killers I never thought of that. I love that explanation. Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson and then Twiggy Twiggy and Richard Ramirez. And Richard Ramirez, Mm -hmm. the Night Stalker. So I was, that was always really like cool to me. So I liked how Eve, Tumor sound together. I don't think I've actually ever asked you that before. It's very cool. (laughs) I I do like that. But you mentioned Tennessee, like, um, I don't know how autobiographical you want to get, but uh, you're from the South. So what did you like grow up listening to? What do you think about when you think about home? Because <laughs> uh, right now there's this big divide between, you know, people on the coasts and, like, libtards and, like... What's a lip... What's a lip <laughs> is that a libertarian <laughs> retard? It's, a, like, a liberal retard. That's a scary <laughs> word. <laughs> I see this on my Twitter, but I don't even know. <laughs> Am I a libtard? <laughs> 
I mean, depends on your political views. Damn. I, I see. Feel like I might have said something and sounded like one earlier, but. <laughs> well, I think. Um, Wait, ten- but Tennessee. No one identifies as libtard. Like, no one oh, identifies as hipster. Yeah. But that's something you call someone else. Or, like, they don't identify as neo Nazis, but they are, though. Exactly. Um, so we'll never know if we're libtards or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually not, like, from, from Tennessee. I was born in Miami, Florida. A lot of people don't know that, um, like in Fort Lauderdale area. But um, I moved to Tennessee uh, for a while. Um, actually, is there a way we can, like, can we play music, like, underneath our talking? Because it's just so quiet. It's so quiet? I'll play something. This feels like I'm talking to, like, a doc, like a doctor. <laughs> I didn't, like, I'm being checked up on. <laughs> Can I just play, like, something underneath while we talk? If that makes you feel better. This is sterile. Uh, oh, my God. The only thing that comes up is flying lotus. I don't know if I want to play that. Fly lotus is cool. Um, let me see. Something maybe, yeah, just whatever. This is Fortet. That's cool. I love Fortet. Yeah, just, like, ambiance. Cool. Now it sounds more relaxed. I never thought about that. I mean, maybe it's a good idea. Yeah, you should do it. I like to be this, like, Estonian doctor that you go see I mean, late at night. That's a vibe, but... I, I, I guess I need, that is better. I need, I need to be... Uh, Fully relaxed. Yeah. If you're trying to get me to open up about Knoxville and stuff. Yes, please. Uh, did I do my job? So, I've never been to Tennessee, so honestly, the only inf- like idea I have about it is from movies and, like, news. Um... But yeah, that's not necessarily home. Like I did go to school and another school there, but I don't um, really see it as home. It's where my my family is, but um, yeah. But this idea of the South is that a thing for you? I mean, Florida is the South too. Uh, well, Florida is like where I was from. They call it like. The Dirty South, I guess. Or no, no, no. The Dirty South is the actual South, Tennessee. Florida, they call the Deep South, like Miami. It's not, like, necessarily Southern. Like, Knoxville is a Southern place. Like, it's very conservative and uh, sexist, racist. Um, they love their football and fast food. But there are some, like, extremely nice people there, but that does, like, poison the the well, as they say, these things. And, um, but I feel like Miami is a bit more diverse, a lot more diverse, actually. So that's kind of where I like to at least pull, like, energy from, if I am, or wherever I'm living at the time. Do you ever play shows in Tennessee? No, I used to... I used to play a lot, but um, when I had, like, um, bands, like, high school bands and stuff like that. But, uh, no, I haven't been back. I don't think they want me. Mm. No, 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 I don't think they need me, though. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Or maybe you don't need them. Um, That's so interesting. But then what were you listening to when you were growing up? Because I was talking about your music with someone the other day, 
And I described it as even though you're not, you know, involved in like fashion stuff and all this like cool stuff that you do, whatever. Uh, the music itself, it sounds like it's made or produced by someone who could be described as having an old soul. So you can deny or agree or kind of uh, lay out your influences or where the Eve Tumor influences at least are coming from. Um, uh, I listened to some very next like miscellaneous music growing up. It actually doesn't directly influence this project but other projects maybe more so but maybe this project some big influences were like uh, Lou Reed um, John Cale like the stuff they were doing with uh, Warhol the whole like uh, happenings like that, uh, the happenings and the exploding plastic inevitable mm-hmm. that was were really cool to me when I didn't really know anything about anything. I just kind of uh, started reading into this guy, these people, and um, do you want more mezcal? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm okay. good. Keep going. And um, man, like so much like random stuff. I actually can't say what influences that project. I guess a lot of like Motown stuff too. My my father like listened to a lot of. Motown records and a lot of music that came out around that era and he just played it constantly and uh but I, I don't like listen to that stuff now but I feel like it's just it's in my DNA yeah I know how that goes uh definitely have that with you know the things that influenced me as well um oh I had a question in mind <laughs> Okay, never mind. It's not important. I know it's sometimes hard to list the influences because it's uh, you don't want to kind of like reduce it to those things. But I, as a music nerd, I'm like always interested. But you mentioned exploring plastics inevitable. I always feel like I definitely identify as an old soul too, whatever that means. And there's these pop culture moments that I always wish that I could have witnessed that were before my time or before I was even born. And one of them was I read. I think it was an Andy Warhol. Uh, biography of some sort? No, sorry, it was Marce- uh, Marcel Duchamp's biography uh, by Calvin Tompkins. Really great book. And uh, he described how there was a happening, I think it was must have been in the 60s, um, where... Um, who? Uh, okay, Marcel Duchamp played chess uh, with someone equally famous. And that was his last performance that he ever did publicly because after that he withdrew into like complete isolation you know and he's one of my favorite artists you can treat him in a superficial way or you can really be blown away by everything he did and you know at that time and so on and so basically he was playing chess while the velvet underground was playing music and then they flew chess pieces into the air on balloons (laughs) and i was like oh my god i wish I was there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool story. I didn't know that, actually. So epic, because you don't think of Marcel Duchamp and Velvet Underground as contemporaries. Although, obviously, they were alive at the same time. Yeah, I don't either, actually. Yeah, and it's that that kind of stuff, like, (laughs) really influences me, even though it doesn't express itself. No, I I understand that. It's like an ambient influence. Yeah, because you're like a pop culture nerd. Yeah, it wasn't even, actually, I can't even really credit... VU as a major influence but it was more so like this one song on that album uh, The Velvet Underground of Nico I think it's called like 
Black Angel death song. And it's like this, it's like 15 minute like jam. And there's just lots of dissonance and distortion. And I just remember like being really young and listening to it. And um, <clears throat> being able to fall asleep to it. Yeah, and, like, even and, though like, it's depressing. In the car, like with my with my family, like on road trips or whatever, and yeah, and I just I didn't know that that kind of music that or this kind of sound could like relax me or soothe me, and I think that was like a major moment. That, yeah, that that particular song, and maybe another one on that album, but yeah, Black Angel Death song is like super influential. I love that. Um, do you want to talk about? Oh, this? and um, European Sun. Oh yeah, song. I love that one. Oh, that yeah, the, it's like ten minutes, right? Yeah, that's that's the one I meant. Ah, I love that one. Yeah, it's major. That might be like my favorite one. <laughs> so I guess we have something in common. That's wonderful. Um, okay, so something that people our age and like our social status often talk about is um, cities. Um, so, like, do you want to talk about that? Like, what was New York like for you? Um, what was Berlin like for you? Why is Kylie Minogue playing at the Bergheim? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> is Berlin over? Is everyone moving to LA? Like, where do you feel most at peace and where can you make your work? Oh my God. <laughs> These questions are so um, funny. I don't know. I like, I, I have things that I love and kind of hate about each city that I like reside in, I guess. Um, Berlin is not like over, but all my friends left, so I w I'm not like there right now. But I was working there, and um, yeah, like my like lover and my my friends, they all left. So I was kind of just like sort of like wasting away there in a way. So I had to like just vacate for a bit. But um, Kali Minogue. Uh, <laughs> Did you see and that? Bergheim, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> everyone is so aghast, or happy about it. Um, um, I think she's playing because Bergheim is a major... It's a gay club. I think a lot of people forget that. Mm. And uh, it's a gay sex club. And a lot of her fans are... I think a lot of her fan base is, like, the gay community. So it makes sense. And also that club, it, it has this, like huge like ego and uh like this like exclusivity kind of vibe so i think the promoters or maybe her team kind of thought that put that into mind so this i feel like the show is going to be like really really special like she could have easily played at like the mercedes-benz arena where gaga is going to play you know they're like equally just as the this big artist but she didn't she chose to play at Bergheim which is like this like really like insanely demented like club I love it but it's like it's a it's a scary place uh, but what about New York you said it didn't work for you either oh well I didn't I haven't tried living there now you have or haven't I haven't or I did but I was working there I didn't I wasn't like living there living there but I mean when I lived there I didn't have any money and I was being like dragged around by like people that had different stuff going on than I have <clears throat> but I mean 
I love New York City. It's it's like amazing. There's nothing really going on there for me like now. <laughs> like I don't I don't need I don't need to be there. I have a couple friends there, but like they're not like gonna pay my rent. I mean, I love that you bring up money because I feel people don't really want to talk about it. I don't um, either. Okay, then we don't have to go there. <laughs> but then now you've kind of set your foot down here in LA. Uh no. You're gonna stay enigmatic. <laughs> Turin. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, it's glad. It's, I'm glad to have you back in Los Angeles. I'm here for now. I'm glad to have you back in Los Angeles. Me too. Um, well, so I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, sorry. Um, let's talk about fashion. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about fashion. You've done a lot of. Um, or dabbled in that world. And it seems to be a passion of yours. Um, maybe you want to talk about the thing with Hood by Air. There's other collaborations I'm sure that I'm forgetting about. Um, and how do you how do you navigate um, the fashion with the music? I personally always struggle with the fact that music these days is mostly like visual and Instagram, and like music is fashion now. And if you don't want to play that game, you're kind of not setting yourself up for failure because there's so many different ways to be an artist for sure but you still it's kind of your you're, you're supposed to do that unless you're like burial but you you seem to have figured out some sort of a compromise where you can still dabble in that world and like have fun with it and not feel like you're like quote unquote selling out or like what's your take on all that mm. you can start with describing the hood by air performance because that seems like it was like a cool thing that you did Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Um, um, well, I met Shane, Oliver, and Layla. They're like the main powers that be behind um, powers that be behind Hood by Air. And I've known the whole family uh, pretty closely for maybe like a couple years now. And um, or more than a couple now, I guess. But when that happened, yeah, I met them in Paris, and I guess years later they wanted they were doing this thing for LA Fashion Week, and uh, my good friend Walter Pierce, who's the casting director for Hood by Air as well, they were just like, we want you to perform at our show in LA, and uh, <clears throat> they were like, you can do whatever you want. And I was, and I said, okay. And we all put our minds together and we were just like, okay, we need like a lot of dirt, like trucks, strobes. And then all the models wore all the clothes for the, the capsule collection they did and walked through the dirt while I was performing. It was really cool. And like, I don't think anyone really did that at the time, but it was really doing anything like that at the time. I thought it was really special. Yeah, I only saw it on video. But wh wh where did your interest in fashion originally stem from? Every time I see you, you have like really, um, <laughs> I don't know, it's like a non-superficial way to say it. Uh, let's say interesting outfit. Swag. Swag. All this swag. I haven't heard the word swag in like five years. I know. I'm bringing it back. I, like, <laughs> I feel like MIA brought it back. Who brought it back? MIA. Like, no one was saying swag and then... um that song Paper Planes this is like ancient stuff mm -hmm. 
I fly like paper, you know, like of course, there's that one but song. But that's old. Like, yeah, it's ages. But she like brought that word back because I feel like just grannies used to say like swag, like swag meant something else. Like grandmothers. Like back in the day, they said swag, but it meant something similar, but not how it is now. I wouldn't even know because I first heard the word like when I moved to the U.S. in anyway, 2012. I don't have like a passion for fashion, as they say, but I just like to. I just like individual style, and I just like take a lot of like pride in my own individual style. Makes me feel like makes me feel good when I look good. I think this actually there's this like football player that said this quote that I really like. I forget who it was, but he said. Um, I think about it like all the time when I perform and when I when I go out and stuff. He was like, he's like, if you look good, say it. <laughs> anyway, he said. If you feel good, you look good. When you look good, you play good. And when you play good, they pay good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of doesn't have anything to do with, like, fashion brands or, like, anything like that. It's just a matter of, like, just, like, self, self-love, self really. I can completely understand that, especially as a performer. Mm, okay, then maybe my next question which <laughs> ties to a bigger topic, which is politics. Uh, okay, so when I saw you last, uh, like, performing was in <clears throat> no November, October, at the Red Bull thing. And so it was a Red Bull music festival, like a huge event here in Los Angeles. And Sean, Shanti, Eve uh, played one of those Eve. nights. <laughs> Eve played one of the nights, and I went... And it was a really long, fun night. Every artist was, like, completely different from each other. From, like, white girl reggaeton to, like, your performance. Oh, bad, bad girl. Yeah, bad girl. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, it was, like, at a warehouse. She's, she's not white, though. She is from Spain? I'm not sure, but she's not white. I honestly have Dis no idea. Disclaimer. I honestly, I don't want to talk about her. I mean, I don't know anything about her. Uh, it was a fun show. That's all I can say. But then your show was like the last one of the night. Um, it was okay. Oh, you had like a new, okay, you can talk about that too. You had a new AV show you did in collaboration with an artist. It was really like pretty like high tech and like pretty amazing. Uh, I don't, you know, because I've never had a chance to come up with a live show like that and I thought it was looked really cool especially in that space but then um, it was fascinating in the sense that you were like dressed in some sort of uh, oh the music in the uh, dressed in some sort of uh, like <laughs> not a snorkeling out I, I, you can describe it better than I can <laughs> oh, shit. yeah I don't know uh, uh, sorry, no, 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 it's all good um, uh, but then let me okay so let me not take credit for any of this first off that whole show was uh It was, like, designed by this mastermind, like, just straight-up legend, uh, Taren, Taren Allen and his girlfriend, Tatiana. Um, they, like, mastermind that entire <clears throat> show. Like, Taren built the... He built the entire space. Um, like, but besides, like, this actual stage, like, he built from when you get inside, the whole inside of the space... And they and Tatiana and him designed this crazy outfit for me. Like uh, this woman, 
Lisa Katnick, Lisa TV. I know her. Yeah, she's cool. She does. She helped in design. She like custom made these like trip pants. It was like this huge team effort. I basically I didn't really do anything. I like <laughs> they kept me sort of in the dark in a in a way, like while they were plotting, scheming, and I um I showed up a day before the show, and then they were like, "Here's your boots. Here's your." thing here's this here's the liquid latex they like painted my body with like black liquid latex so like throughout the show it it like peeled off of me it looked like my skin was like dripping off like it was they they are like visionaries I I didn't really I had a little bit of input but like they they completely just killed it it looked amazing and uh, I met Lisa super briefly I don't know I don't remember where but Maybe it's like another example of like Kylie plays in Bergheim, but I, I believe Lisa also did style for Miley Cyrus and like her performance at the VMAs with Robin Thicke, with the whole like Teddy. Like Lisa is like yeah high up there. She's big time. Yeah, she's big time. Yeah, she's cool. She's like still like humble, like nerdy, nerdy girl. Well, just like a like hardworking her. person at the end yeah. of the day. But I just think it's cool that you and Miley Cyrus were just by the uh, same person. Um, is that cool? It is pretty cool. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I think know. it's funny. I don't trust Miley anymore. I love Miley. Uh, but what I liked about that performance, I didn't know like that it was such a huge team effort, which is really cool. But um, what I saw as someone who didn't know all these details, um, we started off the show, and it was really, it was like a really funny experience because. Um, the whole night was kind of like, you know, chill. Everyone's like happy, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then you ruined the mood because uh, you were chained to the stage in this like crazy outfit, going uh, yeah. ar- going around in circles. <laughs> and let me just say, when you have a room full of Red Bull Academy listening white people seeing a black man <laughs> chained to the stage, they were it not creates ready. a pretty uncomfortable atmosphere. <laughs> That white guilt like starts seeping in. I mean, that was just performance art. Like the uh, white, the white guilt will always be there. Like I'm still gonna like do my shows. Like I'm sorry if it makes people uncomfortable, but I, I honestly, okay, because I, <laughs> I just, I'm not sorry. <laughs> because I just saw you the day before, and you had mentioned, you know, that's gonna be a crazy show. And knowing you, I was like, oh cool. But everyone else. Genuinely seemed uncomfortable. <laughs> That's normal. Yeah, and That's I thought it cool was... though because like like you said, everything else is not safe that night. Like all the performances were really sick. Earth Eater played that night. Um her set was really beautiful. But yeah, I guess that was a bit um it's a word I hate to use, but dis- just disrupt it. It did like disrupt the vibes, you could say. Chippy Red was actually sp- this rapper was supposed to play that night too, but he um He didn't get in because he's 19. That is insane. They didn't let him in. Only in California. But the the motif of uh, being chained, like, do you consider yourself like a political person or an artist? Because um, I don't know who you would consider your peer, I guess maybe Dean Blunt. And he, over the years, has become, like, overtly more political and talking a lot about black issues and just inserting, like, these crazy references into his music. Like, is that something that resonates with you? Were you trying to make a statement? Were you trying to just mess with people? Like, what was the intention? Um, no, I'm never trying to mess with people. Or, I mean, I feel like when I wake up, I'm already, like, someone's... Like, I when I just open my eyes and walk out the door, I'm, like, a political statement. Like, I don't have to, like, force anything down people's throat when it comes to my, like 
how I move and how I operate throughout the day. It's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's all very natural. I'm, n I'm never trying to do any kind of preconceived, like, I'm not trying to create a movement or anything. I'm just trying to put on a good show. But it, it, but I feel like people do like to build like their own little narratives about certain artists, especially like Dean, or uh, yeah, for instance, because he he's been yeah. I actually I don't want to talk about him on air. No, of course. But um, <laughs> you want to talk about your but, uh, things that yeah, we're shout about. Out, shout out Dean Blunt. But um, yeah, I feel like people will try and build their little narratives around what I how I perform and how I release music and how I speak and what I speak about but it, it, it is not contrived and yeah I don't think it was I just thought it was a really funny evening and then you entered like this like, like yeah like we didn't rehearse it at all that was like we just went up there like chains boom 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 like fa 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 like it was just on because uh, another thing you know it got pretty noisy and trancy and industrial whatever you want to describe it as but another thing that I always also had an issue with playing live was people like expect you to be this product that plays the songs that they know and everyone was like upset they didn't play the songs because it was like oh true improvised so it's like um, what was the intention behind that because the sonic side I'm assuming you got to decide over that at least uh, yes I, I don't play like serpent music live and that's like can I can I have some more actually no. yeah you can just like a tiny bit we don't this have a lot left, so... Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't play Serpent Music Live. Like, if anyone's listening and they wanted to come see me live, I don't play that. But I will be... <clears throat> what I play now, and until the uh, next album drops with Warp, it's like, a, it's like some more heavy... Uh, it's like kind of noisier, more industrial, like death industrial... But like hot, but like cute though, not like corny, like White House, like stuff. White House is corny? Do you know this act? I know White House. Duh. Kind of corny. Current 93, White House, Coil. Coil is woke, but like... Coil is woke? <laughs> it's in a way it's the... Not like Twitter woke, like actually woke. Because like, Sleazy was like last years of his life, he was living in Thailand having sex with minors. That's not very woke. Oh, I mean, I can't speak for <laughs> the individual artists. Like, should we get into Michael Jackson too? Should we talk about Thriller and then talk about like Neverland Ranch? Like, I get maybe we should actually. But yeah, <clears throat> was he really? That's crazy. That's disgusting, actually. No, it's like I'm never listening to Coil. Come on, it's actually, like... don't even listen to Coil. I'm more of a <laughs> Like, honestly, not even about the, like, pedophilic shit. Um, I actually don't even really listen to that much Coil. I was really into um, Throb and Gristle and uh, a little bit of Psychic TV, if you want to talk about, like, that area of music. First of all, allegedly, because this lazy thing, we don't know what he was doing in Thailand. Um, and secondly... Fake news. Fake news. And wow. The Russians are at it again. Are you not, Stop you're not it. Russian, Estonian? I'm not Russian. Oh, my bad. Uh, same thing for some people. But um, I love Quail, obviously. And it was more about the... They were doing all this music, you know, before social media. They were just kind of doing it because that was uh, what came out, I guess, at the end of the day. So I have nothing but respect for Sleazy. You, just, you just slandered him on air. 
I think he was pretty open about the motivations of why he moved to Thailand because he was having like health problems, and he, it was all, all like right before gay people got all these rights in all these different Western countries. So, um, you know, you put people in a situation where they feel like they can't live their truth, so they have to like go to a faraway place and like to f- to be with under with minors. We don't know if it was minor. I mean, they were, I'm sure they were like 18. They had turned 18 like Probably. the day before. Because uh, I don't want to talk negatively about Sleazy. I think, you know. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And uh, same thing. I was always super <clears throat> influenced by Throbbing Gristle, all this stuff. So definitely <laughs> the last person I want to be talking bad things about. But all I'm saying is like. Wait, wait hold on. What is this music playing underneath? This is Fortet. This is Fortet. Can yeah. you hear the next one? I don't know what it, honestly like I'm like I can't even re-listen to them because we're like talking at the same time I know it sounds like some like I don't know I've been really into this band uh, Colorbox I don't know if I can Are play you on YouTube? no it sounds like too complicated title I'll just play this random thing yeah that was that was a weird vibe we're talking about like <laughs> Under this like acoustic. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm trying to multitask. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, so what's on your mind right now? What are you listening to? Uh, I don't know. Let me like actually. I can actually tell the the people. I'm not sure who's listening. I always have the funniest. Like no one. Anytime I do radio shows, people just um. <clears throat> are not listening. They don't listen. No, I don't mind. <laughs> When my friends post their radio shows, I don't never, listen either. ever listen. And I mean, like, same. So when I do when I do shows, I know, and you do a show, you get it, and you don't listen to people's shows. Of course not. So how can you expect people to listen to your show? The people that are listening to this are like... Well, the people who listen to this show I've are people met. who I'm don't never, have shows. I'm never going to meet. Yeah, that don't do radio shows. I'm Duh. never going to meet. Like, I always like... This one's cool because I get to just talk. I should probably stop talking as much, actually. But um, I might have said too much. No, there's no such but, um, thing. Yeah, it's always, like, some people that I, like, never expect to be listening. And they're, like, that's, yeah. like, my true my true stalkers. I'm, like, here for them. And they're taking notes. And the next time they come to your show in, like, Madrid, Spain, they're, like, they're like so oh, my God, I loved what you said about <laughs> Coil. <laughs> Five years ago. I'm, like, I don't even remember. Uh, so, I don't know, I've been listening to, um, let's see, I got into Lil Wayne again. How's he doing? He's doing amazing. I, maybe I can play I some I heard he songs. had, like, five strokes, though. Nah, he has within the past, like, six years. I got into this, um, this Ukrainian artist, her name is Luna. Maybe I can play some music from her. Oh, we shall. Yeah, that's like the next up. But uh, this is still part of our um, official interview. The chat. And then um, I've been listening to like a lot of Scandinavian music. Um, Such as? This band. I'm pretty sure they're from... Let's see. They're called Age Eternal. I'm actually not sure where they're from. I I could swear they're like... Some Scandi people, though. And, uh, yeah, this woman, Luna, from Ukraine. Um, oh, I got into this Estonian woman. Her name is Veli Yunas. Do you know this Veli Yunas. 
Of yes, course you do. Of course I do. I got really into her. She's so good. And uh, or she only has two songs out, but the two are amazing. And this band Colorbox from the 90s, I'm like constantly listening to. And just lots of rap. Like, this other, I do listen to like a lot of like young, uh, younger like rap artists. Trippy Red and Uzi Vert and um, Kodak Black. Kodak Black? Oh, that's like, the, like, the thing that Cardi B track was, like, modeled after? Yeah, exactly. What was the whole thing with that, that it was, like, the same flow? Like, I don't even know, honestly, what that means. She... Kodak Black is this rapper from Miami. And the song is called Bodak Yellow. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, like, the whole... The way that she... Ma- like, a lot of people, like, won't even understand that reference... I mean, I didn't know anything about that. I'm not sure what ye- yellow actually means, but like when people change like a B to a C, from a C, it's a it's a it's a gang, it's like a gang uh, thing, like Bloods and Crips. Like they they change they change words that have C to B as like disrespect to Crips. So like instead of being Kodak, even though Kodak is with a K, yeah. Phonetically, it's like a C. So she changed it to Bodak, cause she's huh. a, cause she's blood. I and had no idea. Yeah, I know. This is like a lot of information for like no, I mean, for white. I think it's like, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll but, take um, it. Um, I'll go slow. I think it's interesting. I'll go slower. Um, yeah, yeah. She just got into a lot of trouble. Actually, like it's crazy high profile. She is. like she's beyond high profile. Like she's like actually still in trouble. Like right now with like. On some like LA like gang turf shit because she posted a picture. Cardi B is? Cardi B, yeah. She's like one of the biggest stars in the world right now and she's like beefing with like LA. And Mr. T or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know about fucking. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. La di da. MS13. Angel choirs are singing. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, she posted a picture in this blue coat and she was like, she t- she captioned it. She was like, "I don't even like flu, <laughs> but this coat is like fire." And like changing blue to flu, it's mm. like a it's a it's like a derogatory term against Crips. You see the completely vacant look on my face. Yeah, <laughs> as usual. Yes. I'm going to make it look on my face. Oh my god! I'm that so is foul. This is okay. So what happens is. I turned my phone off, but the Siri is still on. And whenever I pronounce a word that sounds like "Hey Siri," it automatically like goes off and like tries to help me with something. And I'm like, "Excuse me, I'm on air right now. <laughs> like, please." That is really rude. Stop working. Maybe we can like take a break and like. Exactly my some, my thought exactly. Yeah, I love that we you mentioned some of your favorites. I hope we get to hear them like in a second. So next up, um, Eve Tumor is gonna play. Uh, some of his favorites, so please don't go anywhere. Okay, children, don't, don't try this at home. I <laughs> uh, love this one. Okay, so when I announced that you're going to be on my show, I told or asked my Facebook people, friends, uh, followers, uh, if they had questions for you, <laughs> we got oh a few. God, I mean, no, no it's, 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 it's very, very, n- not nothing crazy. So Scott says that we're another duo of faves. We're faves. Cool. It's cool. What's it's up, cute. Scott? 
Okay. Hi, Scott. Thank you. Uh, Fernanda Mendoza from Mexico says, Not a question, but a request for him to bring Serpent music on vinyl at his upcoming uh, show in Mexico City. Oh, um, no, I won't. I can't because I don't own, I don't, I don't have the vinyl. So what's a girl to do? Uh, I think you can order from boomcat.com. Love from, those guys. From Pan, yeah. Um, but Boomcat is in Europe, so to order to Mexico, it's like $30 oh, shipping. Is it? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how to actually get it. I can, if you actually just email me, I'll, um, I'll, I'll just send you the files. I'm sure she has the files. This is about having the oh, you want, oh, you want the vinyl? Oh, my <laughs> bad. See, that didn't even click because I don't actually listen to vinyl. Because um, I know Fernanda, I can look you up via email, but she wants the vinyl. Oh, okay. In Mexico. Mexico City. When are you playing there? Uh, I'm playing Normal Festival on the 3rd of March. That's coming up very soon. Very soon. And uh, while I'm here, I'm playing uh, New York next this week. Oh, this week. Uh, <laughs> you on, better figure that one out. I'm really bad at dates. That's why I have my... My, I was nervous that you're gonna miss the show because you wanted to come on Friday or something. Oh yeah. I'm like, no, I'm in Nevada. Oh trust. Um, I'm playing a House of Vans event on Friday the 23rd. This Friday, um, in New York in Brooklyn. It's a free show if you RSVP. Great. And then the last question I got on Facebook is from uh, Richard. My question for any and all guests. If you were a potato, how would you want to be served? <laughs> that is foul. <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, come on. Mm, I guess if I have to answer that, you I have really to. like. I'm not sure how I would like to be served because I. Yeah, that's weird to think about. But I mean, I guess. I hate that. <laughs> I really hate this question, but I'm gonna answer it. I like uh, I like the potato wedges, like the, mm-hmm. the like, potato wedges with the Cajun seasoning. Maybe oh, that, yeah. Maybe that would be me. That's what I used to get at um, Popeyes. Like uh, wow, I used to live off. Uh, why wow? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just wow. Why? That's so unique. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like some white girl joke now again? Uh, it was leaning, <laughs> is leaning towards like, no, this isn't even about that. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm on say- your show. I'm on a white girl show. Like, I'm not going to comment. No, you can make fun of me. I don't care. I love when people make fun of me. Wow. But I just, I used to live off Myrtle Wyckoff in New York on the L train. And sometimes when I was really cold and miserable, I went to like KFC or Popeyes and I would always get the potato wedges. Just that? No wings? No, no wings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a quality choice. I mean, it's good stuff. And like you said, it's like, yeah, it's perfect. So I think we answered that question. Is that, are those all the questions I got? Yeah. I mean, I should have posted earlier or like boosted this post or whatever. That's but fine. I, I think they're pretty, pretty good. And what is this that we're listening to right now underneath our chat? This is Jay Dilla. It's I was just a, about to ask if it's Dilla. Yeah, it's a, it's a 14 minute version of one of his beats that someone put on YouTube. But I listen to it all the time because it's like the perfect loop. And uh, 
it's like I can just play it twice and it takes up 30 minutes oh you mean like when you have to when you're forced to DJ when I'm forced to, to DJ yeah cyber bullied <laughs> sorry I'm laughing I'm so sorry that I made forced you to DJ but you said that your upcoming album is kind of um, based on the same principle it's music for the ADD generation do you want to expand on that did I say that yeah like two minutes ago I don't recall <laughs> Well, uh, I understand if you don't want to talk about the album if it's like under the wraps though. Um, I think all great music is uh, loops cool. based. I mean, yeah, I'm very obsessed with like repetition. It's like I think it's extremely important. But, you know um, what Brian Eno said? No. I think it was Brian Eno. He said repetition is a form of change. Wow. What do you think about that? I mean. I don't actually even listen to Brian Eno, so that comment doesn't mean that much to me. But what do, what does that mean to people that do listen to him? I mean, I think he because he loves loops, like yeah. rep, rep, repetitive stuff, right? Of like course, gradual build-ups, right? That's his stuff. Well, I think I don't remember. I think he was talking about minimalist music. Maybe I'm messing this all up, but I'm pretty sure that was him. Or maybe he was referencing a minimalist composer. It could have been, like, Lamonte Young who said it. But whoever said it, like... You know, I, I heard this quote, like, 10 years ago, and it still resonates with me because um, I think it's true. And you can always say, like, oh, like, this music, like, I could have made it because it's all just loops and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, you have to find, like, the loop. Yeah, that, like, that groove. No, I totally agree. Beautiful. Um, but about, but about the album, um, yeah, I, I guess a lot of people don't even know what to expect, but I, I kind of like that. Like, I do want to talk about it, but I also don't at the same time. But I don't know. You don't have to. We can just, like, turn up Dilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Sure. Okay. What was the quote again? Repetition is a form of change. Oh, uh, okay. So well, what's next? I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna play a new song from my album. Oh, nice. Yeah. Exclusive? Very exclusive. Unless you have the warp plug. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I've been getting, like, weird emails from people about, uh, they heard the leak... From where? I don't know. I guess if you just like, <laughs> if you know Warp, then you have some kind of streaming link, and you've already heard it. But I don't know who these people are, but it's fine. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna play. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to play. Actually, what's um, your call? I'm happy to be able to play your upcoming music. It's an exciting moment for me as a radio host. I'm gonna play one with um. It's a song with James K. Who's James K? She's a, a New York, an artist from New York. She's a singer, songwriter, producer. She's really sick. Great. Okay. I'm going to talk over it because I don't want people to... Rip it? I don't want people to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, got, I just went on live on Instagram, so I got um, <coughs> some fans. That's so nice. 
Mickey is in here and Bliss. All right, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this one song. Uh, if you're coming into Instagram Live, um, go on uh, Dublab Dublab.com. Let's see if we can get more people in here. I got I got 12 people. You see, there are people who are actually listening. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but... Well, they're on Instagram, at they, least. They're on Instagram. <laughs> well, tell them to turn the stream on as well. If you're on um, Instagram Live right now, we're on Dub Lab with Maria Minerva. I don't know why I did the fucking... Oh. The, the, the Miley. I'm gonna Estonia just, Miley. Estonia. <laughs> um, let's see who's in here. Uh, we got Walter Pierce is in here. I just um I just shouted you out, Walter. I just gave you a shout out. We were talking about the HBA thing that happened like six years, ten years ago. Ten All years right. ago, you were five years old. All right, so I'm gonna play a new song from the album. But you're gonna talk over it. I'm gonna talk over it because I the label might get mad and uh, don't, don't sell your soul to I the record want, label. I don't want people to like to take to to cop to like record it and post it. So I wanna. Okay, so if you want to hear the new song, if you're listening on uh, Instagram Live, everybody, just go to dublab.com and you can hear this brand new song that I recorded with uh, my friend Jamie Krasner. Alright, did everyone, you are amazing, thank you. (laughs) Uh, I'm just like reading the comments. Is the song playing? No, I'm gonna start it now. I'm just like waiting for people to come so they can hear it. Okay. Well, I love that you're doing all this interactive thing because I'm really bad at it. No, that's cool. Dublab.com. So this is recorded in Los Angeles? Can you turn it louder? I recorded this all over, but I finished it in Los Angeles. Is it? Can you put it louder? Of course, yeah. In the headphones? Oh, headphones. You have to... Mm. Like, can people hear it? Is that better? They can definitely hear it, yeah. Oh. Turn it louder, though. Okay. This is like some Lenny Kravitz meets A.R. Kane. (laughs) Oh, wait. I'm gonna (laughs) drop the link. Yo, you did not say Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I said Lenny Kravitz, baby. I'm gonna uh, comment on here. Is this your vocal? Yeah, this is me singing. Stuff.com. Conversation was produced by Dublab, a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999. 
Sound editing and theme song by Matea Bame. For more programming, visit dublab.com. And thank you for listening.